You've reached The Intuitor, where we use celebrity scandal as a vehicle for deep inner work. Join me, Onami, for all the taboo teachings, spiritual secrets, and celebrity gossip you can't help but love. The sizzle is so real, only on The Intuitor. It's time for The Intuitor. I've got my human design charts all set up and I am so excited to be here with you guys today. I kind of stock up on little things that I want to talk about throughout the week and today we've got Courtney and Kim and we're going to talk about big and blended family dynamics but not just through the lens of speculation. We're going to bring in the human design as well for you today. I am your host Mami Onami and this is my favorite project that I do. I started this project because I wanted to show you guys this side of me that isn't usually available on social media and that's the side of me that is not spiritual all the time. In my workshop Fuckless we talk about what's the side of you that you love that comes out when you feel safe and supported and for me it is my pop culture obsessed witty cutting and sometimes scandalous side and that usually only comes out with like my really close friends my family and my husband but he doesn't care about pop culture so that's what I'm here for. But in Fuckless, we do this work around the beliefs that you have that like who you are in your fullness, not just your good side, that who you are in your fullness would not be accepted by society when actually this is the part of you that's your ticket to making shit tons of money in your life. And so I made a post the other day that was talking, I wasn't talking shit on Violet Affleck, just her outfit, because J-Lo, as Violet Affleck's stepmom to a 17-year-old, is supposed to pitch in and be like, girl, if you want a great outfit to wear to your huge debut at this party, let me know. I got you. This is like where stepmom comes in in the fairy godmother sense. Now, I get it. Maybe Violet Affleck's like, look, I really feel like low black scrunchy pigtails are the look that I'm going for for this all white party. J-Lo, don't interfere in my life. This is what I'm wearing, and that's cool. They obviously have that kind of relationship where J-Lo's like, look, I'm going to get glammed to the nines. Your dad's going to get glammed to the nines. If you want to get glammed to the nines to go to this very glamorous event, you can. But if you want to wear your low pigtails and your face mask and your mismatched shoes, that's fine too. But people on TikTok didn't really understand. They're like, why are you shit talking a 17 year old? I'm not shit talking a 17 year old. I'm just talking about what the picture is telling us about what the real relationship is going on there. When they're not hugging for the pops and stuff, we obviously don't have the kind of stepmom, stepdaughter relationship where we're sharing a closet or sharing a glam team or whatever. So I just want to put some attention on that. But that's what I made it really clear in my post. I was like, this is what my podcast, The Intuitor, is for is because like I'm not holy all the time. I'm like not even holy half of the time. I'm a real person that's just on a journey of awakening like everybody else. But I feel like there is so much to be learned when we are willing, like we can't talk about our own problems so easily like, oh, I have a fucked up relationship with my stepmom. And believe me, I had a fucked up relationship with my stepmom. Um, we can't always have these conversations about ourselves, but part of celebrity is, you know, you can't be famous without being infamous. You can't be famous on only the good side. It also opens this avenue for scandal. And if you want to be famous or I want to be famous, you have to accept that like you will never please an audience without pissing off an audience in equal measure. 50% of the world is going to love every outfit. 50% of the world is going to hate every outfit. And this is what you, are, you have chosen to be like an emissary of the people for people to project all of their fucking stories and opinions and everything onto. And that's just what it is. People are going to do it about me. If you get famous, people are going to do it about you. And that's just a part of it. But I personally feel like it is such a good vehicle for talking about the things that we aren't always comfortable talking about. And today we're gonna to be talking about Kim and Courtney and why things are the way that they are. So today's podcast is brought to you by, hmm, I think today's podcast needs to be brought to you by Fuckless because even though we are getting ready to launch Erotic Wealth right now after three years of active building and five years of passive building, finally ready to bring this workshop to the streets, but 
I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the curriculum on authenticity from Fuckless. And every time I do Fuckless, a new layer of me comes forward. A new project that I didn't feel like I was allowed to birth comes forward. And the intuitor is a direct result of that. So if you love the intuitor, give me a thumbs up. Give me a comment on Spotify and let's get into it because I've got their charts right here. So Kim and Courtney, I don't know if you guys are up to speed on the whole Dolce drama, but you know, they have a big family and Chris Kardashian always said that she wanted to have a big family. She always knew that she wanted to have six kids, but I have 10 brothers and sisters. And the first thing people always ask me is, you know, is it all from the same mom and dad? And just like Chris Kardashian, I could say, uh, it depends on how you look at it. <laughs> same mom, uh, depends on how you look at it but a, a large patchwork family. That's the first question I always get. And then the second question I always get is, do you guys all get along? And I used to think that people asked me that because they expected us to all get along. But now I realize that like, even in small families, a lot of times people don't get along. And so they're wondering if in a family this big, if it's even possible for everyone to get along. And the truth is no, 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 no. And sometimes, and I've worked with so many different people on this topic, sometimes it can be so hard to accept that a family member doesn't love you. And you spend your, because they're always saying, I love you, but they're treating you like shit, right? They're jealous of you and they're mean to you. And you can spend your whole life trying to answer this question, especially with your parents is like, how can somebody that loves me treat you like this? And we're just scratching our heads for our whole lives, right? Like, how can they love me and treat me like this? And it actually poisons the concept of love for you because you think that everybody that loves you going forward is going to treat you like this. And when you meet somebody that does love you, but they don't treat you like shit, you say, oh, it must not be love because love always comes with this side of, you know, pain. It is actually so much easier to just accept that somebody doesn't love you, that they didn't love you at that time, or they didn't love you in the way that you needed to be loved, or they didn't love you in the way that you felt like you should be loved, or maybe they were unavailable to love you because they were addicted to mindsets or drugs or alcohol or something like that, and for that reason, they couldn't love you. But it is actually like so much easier to just accept like, oh, they didn't love me. But just because they didn't love me doesn't mean that nobody else will love me. And if you guys have done work with me around grief recovery or you've done my free workshop painkillers, you know that I'm all about this just because doesn't mean scenario that it's the best possible way to close up any uh, trauma. I'm going to go upstairs. Okay, I'm going to be upstairs. Oh, you guys have to go upstairs. Okay, sorry, my kid's got to take a dump. And so that means I've got to be down here, but I don't want to be interrupted for, for our podcast here. But when you can just accept that, you actually open yourself up to love. You do close the door on this relationship that wasn't working anyways, where you're just trying to change yourself and alter yourself because you think that one day they're going to treat you like somebody who loves you would treat you. And, you know, that's probably what Courtney's experiencing right now. Like, it's okay for siblings to not get along. Even when you have a mom, you know, the mom is always going to be like, can't we all just get along? God knows my mom has tried to make it happen. But sometimes, like, People just don't get along and, and you got to stop trying to put the oil and water together and hope that they're one day going to blend. You know, a lot of times in siblings relationships, there's like big jealousy there, there's competition and the relationship can be a lot of things. It can be close, it can be everlasting, it can be up and down, but it might not be love and that's okay. If you can give yourself permission to accept that, then you open yourself up to love. And I feel like Courtney is just kind of realizing that some of these relationships that she's had with some of her sisters are not love in the way that she wants to be loved. And maybe with time and space, something that's a mess, M-E-S-S, that gets age and A-G-E turns into a message over time. So maybe with time, the message will be clear for Courtney. And we'll definitely talk about this, how this exists in her chart. Um, but maybe the message will be clear over time that like, you know, that's a different expression of love or whatever, but I guess we're going to find out. So I've got Kim and Courtney's human design charts right in front of me right now. And something that I love about human design is that we can take the speculation of what it's like to be a celebrity out of the situation. 
and we can just go really deeply into like what's actually true about them. And I love this, especially when a celebrity is acting in a way that's like very unexpected to us. And we want to know, like, are they in alignment or not? You can look at their human design chart and you can look at their different gates. And we do so much of this in my workshop, Fuckless. We look at your gates of what your brand should be, what your culture should be, how your messaging should be, what you're here to teach, how your delivery should be, what your biggest money key is, what your biggest money block is. And we do all of this through the lens of human design. My son is looking at me with such a handsome face right now. His name is Joe today. Um, But we do this in human design and we do this in our workshop fuckless so that you know what the aligned version of you sounds like and how it shoots its content and all of that it's such a useful tool Um, but i love being able to have this and if you guys actually go on my TikTok and you look at the human design playlist you'll see that i did one on kanye like right when he was really kind of going off with all of his stuff and we observed on his human design chart, some of these different gates, what it sounds like when it's aligned, what it sounds like when it's not aligned. And it's a pretty interesting look and, and we can definitely look into that some other time. Um, but you know, while Kanye's on my mind, the fucking, I know Kanye's really here to tell people what the trends are. Like he tells us what's, he's so good at forecasting trends and I'm like painfully slow to catch on to trends. So this is probably, you know, I might be embarrassed of this in five years, but Stretch pants, yay, I don't know. I just saw a picture of his wife, Bianca Sensori, driving her like new car that looks like every other fucking white car to me, TBH. But I'm like, wow, you get this model of this car when you have to be married to that model of yay. It's a fucking tough pill to swallow at this point in life. But let's, uh, let's bring it out. Let's bring it back to our, to our ladies, KK here. And I'm going to turn my camera around so that y'all can see. And for the people that are listening to the podcast, um, I will just do my best to illustrate. So when we look at Kim Kardashian's chart, and there's actually full birth times, correct birth times for every member of the Kardashians. They're all generators and manifesting generators, That's which is really interesting. There's no, uh, you know, I thought that maybe Kourtney Kardashian's bitchy attitude. I'm like, maybe she's just a manifester, but she's not. But when we look at Kim's chart, the first thing that we see is that she is very, like this is somebody that knows from their gut super defined in the lower centers, has a clear tantric channel going on right now. Sex sells with Lady Kim. That's one of her clearest defined channels right here, the 360. And everything else is basically open. Now, the fact that she's open emotional here means that it's actually really hard for Kim Kardashian to hear that she's doing something wrong. So the level of patience that she displayed when Courtney was giving her so much hell um that's that's very hard to do and i'm open emotional as well so i can tell you that i really relate to this but here's somebody root definition sacral definition and splenic definition so kim always knows in the moment exactly what is right for her Uh uh-huh uh-uh and it's so lucky for her to have this and i say lucky but she has been cultivating these designer relationships for a really really long time and remember that in the beginning no one wanted to dress kim like she worked hard and the big influence of yay to get her on the map as like a style icon but she has always been the style icon in that family much more so than kendall or even kylie or anyone else like kim has worked really hard for relevancy in the fashion world and she's been working at it for a really long time this is something that she's always something that she's always wanted but this is somebody who's like very very defined when it comes to knowing immediately in the moment very rooted very grounded this is somebody that knows right away if something is a yes or no for them and her and Courtney are both generators so already like all generators have sacral definition which means that they know in sounds if something is like the the sacral definition tells its truth in sounds so if you ask the sacral definition like my husband or me like hey do you want to buy a house in costa rica and i said uh yeah i guess so the truth would not be yeah i guess so the truth would be uh and it's so important to understand i'm a generator it's so i'm a six three generator it's so important to know with these generators and manifesting generators that that's really where the truth is because that first response will guide you so well but your mind will always try and talk you out of it 
So 70% of the population are generators with sacral definition. If you have, if your authority, if you're governed by a different authority, it'll specifically say so on your chart. But this is like the first thing you learn about yourself. And if you wanna know just like the basics about your human design, how to navigate this, how to read your chart, et cetera, you can buy my book, Fucklist. Just search Onami book on Amazon and you will see it there. We'll walk you through all kinds of cool stuff with, with human design. Um, so that's, but you know, Kim knows immediately in the moment. So when she gets this offer to creative direct and is like, wow, this is really my chance to prove myself being able to use that. It's either an instant uh-huh or an instant uh-uh. And even behind the scenes, you see her stylist trying to like talk her out of different clothing options. She's like, no, I have to go with my gut on this one. This is so on brand for Kim. This is exactly what she needs to be doing. And I'm, and when she was offered that, you know, Courtney's like, well, why didn't you reach out to me first? That's because it was an instant uh-huh, an instant uh-uh for Kim. In that moment right away 110 percent when something is an instant yes for you honestly you're not really meant to go and clear it with a bunch of other people you can you can extend those courtesy calls k courtesy k calls um but if it if it's a yes for you then you really need to honor that because you'll only regret it when you don't and you know people the only people that are triggered by the word selfish are people that have codependency issues that need other people to change in order for them to live their life freely that's a lack of boundaries boundaries make it so that everyone can live their life however the fuck they want and it doesn't impinge on your happiness whatsoever um so so that's that but then let's go and let's look at Courtney's chart here because we have, you know, kind of, not the opposite. Here we have somebody else that is a generator. She's a 1-3, so like the same as Amber Heard. Amber Heard's a projector. Um, but the 1-3, the martyr, and the investigator, like this is someone that's always got to get to the bottom of things. Kim K is a martyr, consciously. Big change here. The martyr line is the 3 line, which you guys can see over here. We also will teach you all about this in the fuckless book. And then she's also the heretic. So she's always here to kind of like challenge what people says is okay, like a heretic actually would. But when we look at Courtney here, so we saw that, you know, Kim has all kinds of definition down here. Now, of course, Courtney is a generator as well. So she has that sacral definition. However, what we really wanna look at, at this chart, and if, if you were looking at a chart, I would always say to go here first to the right-hand side of the chart for that triangle that's pointing, you know, that looks like a reverse play button. That is the emotional authority. And when somebody has emotional authority, their emotions are really not up to them. Somebody with emotional authority can never really control their emotions. All they have to do is surrender to their emotions. When your emotion, when an emotion comes up, it's a mechanical wave. And I've talked a lot about this in regards to my daughter. You can see more posts on this in my playlist, Mom Stuff. Um, and people are like, oh, you know, like, why does this chart govern your daughter? It's because if I'm trying to force my daughter or Kourtney Kardashian to become the masters of their emotion, it's just not possible. All they can do to quote unquote master their emotions is to surrender to their emotional process, to recognize when they're in the mood for something, to recognize when they're not in the mood for something, and to use this mechanical wave for their own creative process. It's like absolutely essential to know. Something else about someone with emotional definition is you just can't spring stuff on them. I was having consistent battles with my daughter about brushing her teeth every single night, but how I was approaching it was not respectful to her. And if you're still learning about your kid, like you are basically every single day until they turn, you know, for the rest of their lives, um, when you don't know what their likes or dislikes are, or what their actually actual needs and boundaries are when it comes to them being respected, you know, how do you, my husband's shining his grundle in my face, um, when you human design can help you see how you can respect your kids needs by knowing objectively what those are and by me springing these things on my daughter without giving her any chance to process that something was incoming i was disrespecting her and it was creating a lot of conflict and this was a conflict that we were meeting every single night when it came time to brush the teeth 
But mom, you know, with sacral definition and I'm heavily defined in the lower centers, I would just roll on into the scene, shut the fucking TV off and be like, and now we're brushing your teeth. And if you don't do it, you know, we're going to have a fight. And if it's a fight, I'm going to win and I'm going to force you and all of these other things that in my defense, you know, I'm just trying to brush my kids. My kids both had dental enamel issues. And so I'm, you know, just trying to do the best that I can at the advice of every holistic advice, every dental advice, doing everything that I can to just brush my kids teeth thoroughly so that hopefully she'll be able to keep her baby teeth longer than my son was able to keep his the struggle is so only moms who have had kids that have dental issues understand it's like so anxiety inducing but when I realized that I wasn't respecting her emotional process I immediately changed and I came and made a post on TikTok and was like I'm committed to understanding her if I can't teach her how to understand herself it's not going to happen accidentally you know one person when she's 16 years old that gives her the permission to be her emotional self she's going to run off with and say this is the only person that understands me so I have to do better and when somebody is emotionally defined and they're with like Kourtney Kardashian and they're with somebody that's not emotionally defined whatever emotion the emotionally defined person is feeling is going to be implanted in the person who does not have that definition and this is true for all centers and it will only so basically Kim is going to feel what Courtney is feeling until she physically removes herself from Courtney's aura, which extends in nine feet in all directions, unless she's doing kundalini yoga, in which case it would extend a bit further. That's what the kundalinis say. So when Kim, you know, Kim has to mentally prepare herself a lot for going and being around Courtney because whatever mood Courtney is in, Kim is going to pick up on, and that's just how it is. Like, when my daughter is freaking out about having her teeth brushed, I start to freak out. And when you are feeling a feeling that does not belong to you, what it feels like to the person is fear. It feels scary to be feeling something that is unrecognizable to you. I am not an emotional person, really. I do not have emotional definition. There, neither does anybody else in the house except for my daughter. So when my daughter isn't happy, nobody's happy. But we can't, you know, unless we're very articulate about like this is what's going on from a human design perspective we're all saying why do i feel this way what's going on this is so scary for me i don't understand why i'm feeling the way that i do and so the way that courtney feels about things is going to change it's going to go up and down it's going to shift and change a lot and so that is something you know that's probably why kim is like yeah you know i really have to be in the right headspace to do this to be able to recognize that what she's feeling is not me feeling this way because you can really easily start like a fireball argument because you're both feeling the way that the person with emotional definition is and usually somebody that doesn't have that emotional definition their gut reaction is going to be to either give them whatever they want to shut them up or just leave and not be around them to preserve their own sanity and what we're aspiring to and how human design can help us is like this is a really good opportunity for growth to recognize that these feelings are not yours if you do not have that emotional definition and to just be able to hold space for somebody having as big of an emotional response as they want to without needing to either placate them and override your boundaries or physically get away from them. It's a real talent to be able to do that and this is what I wanted to cultivate with my daughter. But this same conflict that my daughter and I were having every single night was immediately alleviated when I started giving her a really big notice for brushing her teeth. And I say, Wiley, in five minutes, we're going to brush our teeth. And I don't fucking lie about this. Sometimes I set a timer, but I come back around. Okay, in, in four minutes, we're going to do this. Someone online is asking, if we don't have emotional definition, we just feel other people's shit like all the time. If they are in your physical radius, if they are in your physical radius. So this isn't really what people would call like an empath but also like an empath should be hyper focused on boundaries and any discomfort from like being an empath we're all fucking it's 2020 something look at what's going on in the world if you're not feeling the fucking weight 
of what's going on in the world. Like, you know, that's just what it means to be a human nowadays. But that's how we cultivate better boundaries when we realize that being around certain people or experiences are draining us. Instead of feeling like we have to be someone that can handle being in that discomfort more, we realize that there's a little bit of an option there and that we don't have to go to every draining event that we're invited to and coming up with more and more ways to be able to hold our own internal space without being drained by it, which is what I'm learning with my daughter. But the thing that I love about human design is that when you apply these strategies, you see them working right away. It's not like you know it gets worse before it gets better or anything like that. You see it working right away because it's how someone's designed. So when you, when you behave in a way that's appropriate and respectful of their design, you see results right away. And so for my daughter with her emotional definition, the moment that I started giving her a heads up, I got the exact result that I wanted, which is her brushing her own teeth and not having a negative relationship with brushing her teeth, but enjoying to do it, wanting to do it every single day, doing a good job of it and it not being a fight. This became possible the moment that I started respecting her needs as someone with emotional definition. So let's recap a little bit some of these key points. Um, We discussed sacral definition. Sacral definition tells its truth in sounds. So if you are 70, you can really easy find this out about yourself. The sacral is the second square up from the top. This is something that all generators have. It means that you have consistent access to power, which means you have energy to go, go, go. This also means that you tell your truth in sound. So normalize asking somebody to tell a sound, to say a sound to tell you how they feel. Normalize doing discussions back and forth where it's like, we're only going to respond in sounds. Would, and, and yes, no questions if possible. So if, if you and your partner are planning on buying a house in Costa Rica, we create a lot of yes, no questions and we answer in sounds. Do you feel like buying a house right now? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Costa Rica would be the best place to buy a house right now? Mm-hmm. And this is where we're telling the truth. So normalize the primal sounds, eh? (laughs) The next thing that we discussed was emotional definition. Emotional definition can never master their emotions. They are here to surrender to them. People that think mastery is some high achievement are outing themselves as only having experienced level one teachings. Level one teachings are all about mastery. Level two teachings are all about surrender. There is no greater power than being able to change anything in the world and not lifting a finger and not changing a single thing. And this is an advanced teaching that I acknowledge that a lot of people aren't ready for and that's okay. But it ain't changing, so you'll get it eventually or you won't, but it's not gonna keep me up at night. The facts are just the facts. Now, something else about emotional definition is that you have to give them a big heads up. You have to give them a big heads up. So Courtney would have probably liked a really long time to make her decision about this. But now let's travel to another part of Courtney's chart because Kim Kardashian was saying, where did she get this narrative from? And this is exactly what we're going to talk about today. So as we can see, if you're looking at the Courtney's human design chart right now, we see that she has the crown chakra, which is the top the top triangle pointing up on the human design chart, and also the Anya, which is the downward pointing triangle, which means that Courtney is a thinker, that she has to understand, that she learns things by absorbing. She likes to see the whole picture. Like if if you had somebody that was did not have this definition looking at a painting, sitting next to somebody that did have this definition looking at a painting. The person that did have this definition, the Anya and the Crown, would look at the whole painting and anchor it into their memory and replay it as a totality over and over, where somebody that did not have this definition would just break it up and look at a very small part of this, maybe look at the mediums. They would kind of take it apart. They wouldn't be able to swallow it whole. They'd pick a little part of it, remember one part of it, focus on the part of it that they could understand. Oh, this is how they do this, et cetera, et cetera. So, and what is the level three teaching after surrender? The level one teaching after surrender is is the symbolic realm where words become irrelevant. And when you are just totally and completely 
understanding the concept of oneness. So there is, so surrender is like your introduction into that. And while you're in second level teachings, the boundaries between you and other people start to dissolve. Seeing yourself as other or separate to anything dissolves and then you merge with the absolute, which is oneness. And there are quite a few people who have made it to level three in this lifetime, but people that make it to level three in this lifetime are like the great teachers that you hear of for generations and generations and generations. So level one teachings are always story. You tell your truth with stories. You learn on this path that some things that are really good for you are really not good for other people and some things that are that there's no objective right or wrong now you go through level one teachings to learn what the boundaries that you need before passing into second level teachings where anything goes so if we look at just one second level teachings which is tantra tantra says drink as much as you want drug as much as you want and that's why tantra kills so many people because they didn't spend sufficient time initiating through the level one teachings you initiate through the level one teachings by teaching from your story as much as possible from sharing from your story as much as possible and with that you start to learn that there is no objective right or wrong but you do really know that certain things do and do not work for you and you're able to retain those boundaries so that when you get to level two and they say would you like to drink would you like to drug you know if that's appropriate for you or not because if you don't it's it's BYOB at the second level. You have to bring your own boundaries. Now, when you get to level two, all of the sudden, all of the teachings that were hidden in plain sight open up and reveal themselves to you. So all of the poetry, things like the really, really deep teachings, the myths, the parables, you know, of so many Christians that can quote to you from scripture, but have no idea what the fuck Jesus is talking about in their parables. Those teachings are all hidden in plain sight. And when you ascend, and this is what we do in my workshop, Mesoterica, when you initiate into second level teachings, all of these teachings start to open up for you. You can understand all world systems, all world knowledge. You recognize that everybody is talking about the same God. You can get down with any religion at any time and you are no longer stuck in the warp of duality. Now, if you ascend out of second level teachings into level three teachings, which are symbols, then you can communicate wordlessly and just looking upon the symbol will change the viewer's life. So for example, the cross has come to be synonymous with Jesus. The yin yang has come to be synonymous with the Tao Te Ching. These are things that have risen to the third level. And I'm, maybe one day the Enneagram will be synonymous with me, but it's also synonymous with Gurdjieff. So, these are, those are the three levels of teaching. But Kourtney Kardashian is someone that just has to think through everything, but she has this specific gate, and I'm gonna turn this around so that you can see it. Now, a channel is something that connects one center to another. A gate is an offshoot of one of these centers. So when you have a bridge from one channel to another, it's like a superpower that you have. So Kim has very few channels. Courtney has two. She has the 4037, but what we're looking at today is the 6447, which is the gate of abstraction. The gate of abstraction. So where her crown chakra and her, I'm sorry, where her crown center and her Anya center are connected is with this specific channel. So when Kim is saying, I don't know where Courtney gets this narrative from, it's specifically from this channel. Now, when this channel is aligned, the person comes to profound realizations after a long period of reflection. And they're able to take something that's really confusing and make a lot of sense out of it and have absolute clarity and come into absolute peace and teach all of those around them even when the pieces are scattered, they have this ability to swallow all of the confusion and digest it and turn it into a powerful realization when it is aligned. But when it is not aligned, they literally create narratives out of thin air and it's basically like they have the beginning point clear, they have the end point clear and everything in between is just what the fuck are you talking about here? I'm going to read to you directly from, from the hum des here, which is a sign. When it comes to looking up the gates, my two favorites is christyinga.com 
And then I also love this one, just humdes.info. And what I do is I just put in gate, when I wanna learn about a gate, I put in gate 65, I read the Christy Inga, I read the humdes, and then I'll read a few more and see what all of them are agreeing on because that's just how, I'm a sage, that's how I learn and how I teach everything. But we're gonna just look at humdes right now. But what humdes says about it is that the mind of a person with channel 4764 is designed to inspire and help others. As you search for the meaning of life forever, learn to enjoy the moment. Now the channel of abstraction connects the parietal, the crown, and the anya centers. Communication occurs through gates, the gate 64 of confusion, which is coming down from the crown to the anya, and from the gate 47 of realization, which is going from the anya up. Now it's important to note that Kim, Card Kim Kardashian also has the gate 47, but it's a hanging gate, it's the lower half. So she has this confusion which creates a, a veracity, like I want to understand why this is the way that this is. And Courtney could provide that for her if she's in her element and also if it's in her wave. If Courtney and Kim are ever having a conversation when Courtney is not in the mood to have it, it's going to be a tough time for everybody. But check this out. The owner of the channel of abstraction through deep reflection can come to clarity and meaning. By nature, a person with the channel of abstraction is designed to inspire other people. Such people are inextricably linked with the path, past and often give birth to something new from a well-forgotten old. So like, man, Courtney would be able to remember things about her dad and bring a new realization about him that almost makes it seem like he's in the room again. She could say, man, I remember this thing about dad, which says so much about his character. And I feel like he would have this perspective on what we're doing right now. She would be so great at that abstract concept, but power for full realization. The search for meanings in the distant past often leads to the creation of some kind of masterpieces in art or science. The abstraction channel is endowed with the design of mental activity mixed with clarity, mental activity mixed with clarity. Mental activity is manifested in the fact that channel 6447 is constantly in motion, constantly in search of clarity, which in turn endows it with a great potential for development. People with the channel of abstraction are constantly rummaging through their past, trying to find some meaning in the lived experience. So we would never say to Kourtney Kardashian, girl, you got to stop living in the past. Now, spiritual people might say, well, shouldn't everyone stop living in the past and only living in the moment? To try to get someone to change something about themselves that will not change is torture. So be damn fucking sure that you know how somebody really is before deciding if they really need a change or not to suit your spiritual tastes. Now, real spirituality, level two spirituality, the real get down is not wanting to change anyone or anything and recognizing that their process is unique to them and not feeling like you have to change people to make them more like you to have a happier world. This is the myth that 90% of teachers that you see on social media are stuck in. This absolutely incorrect belief that the more people there are like them in the world, the happier place it would be. When actually everything they dislike about the world are things that they themselves possess and refuse to recognize. This is a big teaching, believing that the more like you someone else is, the more likable they are, when actually you can't fucking stand yourself, but you can't accept that. And you're sitting in the bubble baths, doing the bath bombs, and saying, oh, I love myself so much, this is my self-care. No, that's not true. Because anytime you're faced with an immediate reflection of yourself, you are fucking horrified and you discard and you say, I gotta get these people away from me. I gotta get this away from me. You can't handle your shadow. So waking up spiritually, waking up and realizing there is no good, bad, there is no right, wrong, and that everything you see is a reflection of you and learning how to accept all sides of you, it makes you want to change people less. Someone just asked me in regards to erotic wealth, like if I had a spiritual awakening and my partner didn't, does that mean we need to break up? And it's like, if you had a level one spiritual awakening where you're like, I'm so good and he's so bad and I'm so awake and he's so asleep, then that's not a real awakening. When you really awake, you would be able to love them even more because you see them exactly like you see how beautiful they are just the way that they are in a world that's always changing and you who have changed so much. This person is still there, still doing the same things that they showed you on the first date that you used to think were so great. 
that used to think were so great. People love to talk shit about their exes. And it's like, you know, a big part of every failed, 50% of every failed relationship is also on you. And you can talk about how you fucking married a narcissist or whatever, but you need to accept the fact that you have really bad taste. That you have really bad taste. And what the fuck are you doing to make sure that you don't take this bad taste somewhere else and get in the same situation with somewhere else? Because if somebody was what people are calling a narcissist, they were a narcissist on the first date and used to think it was real attractive until you decided that you had to change them. So if you, whatever you take responsibility for, you have power over. Whatever you put the responsibility on someone else for and say, they need to change before I can be happy. They need to stop being a narcissist before I can move on with my life. That is you giving someone all your power. And it's pretty stupid, but I, you know, we do this a lot, but it's pretty stupid to give someone the power that you already feel has taken so much away from you. The least you could do is retain your own power, but they didn't ask for a lot of the stuff that you gave them. They didn't ask you to wait on them hand and foot and record them on the nest camera rejecting your fifth advance with the plate of food you know what i fucking mean so whatever you take responsibility for you have power over if you have power over it you can make sure you don't get in the same situation again with someone else but also there's something else to know is I, I i triggered codependence two times in this but the only people that have trouble with the word selfish are people with codependency but also the only people that have issues with narcissists are people with codependency and if you look up the to the archetype to where this story started with narcissus and echo you'll understand that like everybody else loved narcissus no one else had a problem with him in the whole fucking pantheon like I said, when you get to level two, the myths reveal themselves to you. And it's, it's great to talk to the locals. Um, but it was only Echo that had a problem. And Echo is somebody that would love to talk but hasn't learned how to speak up for themselves. And yes, Echo was cursed that way from here. We get cursed with codependency from other people. But no matter, it's kind of like doing your taxes. Like if you get audited for your taxes, you're the one fucking getting in trouble, not your accountant. So whatever you take responsibility for, you have power over. Whatever you shirk responsibility for, you lose all of your power and you will be stuck there until you take your power back. So I have a video on YouTube. I won't go into Narcissus and Echo, but I thoroughly go into it. And if you are triggered by the word narcissist, if you are triggered by the word selfish, and if you think codependent means needing other people, it's not that. It's needing other people to need you the same way that you need your narcissist to need you. The same way you look for a chink in their armor so you can say, oh, look, you're broken. Don't you need me to fix you? Because if you need me, you won't leave me. And I can't imagine a world where someone would just want to be with me. I can only imagine a world where people need me. And that's what love is, is someone needing me. Codependency is needing other people to need you. Big confusion there. But you can go to my YouTube channel and you can watch... Uh, the video, it's the only video on narcissists that I have on there, but it's like how to get over a narcissist and make it obsessed with you or something like that. Just search, search mommy onami narcissist and you will get the business from me <laughs> on that. Um, so, but I just want to make this note about this abstraction channel and the false self because we can objectively see when a celebrity like Kourtney Kardashian is in alignment or not in alignment. So when we look at this abstraction channel false self, it says the carrier of channel 4764 has a rather peculiar way of thinking, which can be called abstract. This leads to misunderstandings in the process of communicating with others. They are simply not able to understand what the person with the manifested channel of abstraction wants to convey to them. And we can really see that with Kim sitting there recording being like, what are you talking about? You don't have a pot to piss in on this fucking topic. The reason lies in the fact that the person that has this channel of abstraction voices only the beginning and the end of the entire event series, which causes bewilderment and confusion among listeners. So Courtney has determined that this is where the story started with her wedding. No, baby. No, no, no. Kim had those looks since 2017. But, the, but according to Courtney, this is where it started. It's a big confusion there. And then she's like, and this is where it ends. You made this all about you. Mm, that's not really, and, and Kim's going, where the fuck did this narrative come from? It's coming exactly from the not self of this 4764 channel. So check this out. Often the owners of the channel of abstraction, which is Courtney, tend to think out what the interlocutor did not mean at all. 
they tend to think out what the person saying it did not mean at all. So Courtney is just giving narrative to Kim. And this is a sure sign of the false self in which the person is. So when they're making up this whole narrative and it has nothing to do with what Kim's actually done or said, this is the not self. This is how you know when they're out of alignment. If they have that channel 4764 connecting the top triangle to the triangle right underneath it, and they have that channel from the little dot that says 67, I'm 64, to the little dot that says 47, and they're giving you this, they are out of alignment. This is not correct. You do not need to concern yourself with that at all because they will eventually figure it out. The truth is room temperature. The truth is room temperature. We're all gonna meet up at room temp. Something that's boiling will come down to the truth. Something that's cold will come up to the truth. If the truth is the truth, you can just leave it. And this is why it's so important to tell the truth, which is like the whole mission of fuckless. Just tell the fucking truth. Just tell the fucking truth because we're all going to meet up there eventually. It's all going to come out eventually. There's a world of celebrity. Every scandal that you have is going to come out eventually. So the best way to do it is wear your fucking scandal on your sleeve. Then they don't have anything to hold against you if you put it all out in the open. Yeah, it seems scary, but it's going to come out eventually. So you want to do it or you want to have someone else do it. And this is harder to do than it sounds. So that's why I have this whole workshop, a magical process on becoming authentic inside and out. I don't have, enrollment's closed for that right now. Sorry, this is so exciting. But if you guys want to get into Fuckless, shoot me an email at magicandmommyonami.com and I'll send you a private link to get in. But it's only going to be on the subscription service. So just know that. But it's, there's nothing else like it in the world. Okay, so check this out. People with the 4764 may draw some emotional conclusions that do not correspond to reality. And as a result of the dialogue, this story might come out. I thought it up myself. I took offense myself. That might even come up. And it is worth remembering this and keeping track if you have this channel. It is worth remembering this and keeping track of such contrived and projected reactions in yourself because when you know the taste of it, you won't confuse it with reality again. You won't be blaming other people for your lack of progress when it's well within your means to get exactly what you want. So the whole reason we study human design is so that we can make things that other people would say are flaws work for us. And this is really what we do in Fuckless. This is really what we do in Fuckless. Is anyone interested in doing Fuckless? Let me know here because I'll put a link up if you guys want to be a part of it. But if not, just shoot me an email, magic at mommyonami.com, and I'll get it to you personally. But I'm not going to go rearranging my whole website to get like a handful of people in. Just reach out to me. My husband will answer and we'll get you a little private link to get in and, and we'll give you all the cart pricing too. Just reach out though, because I could easily get distracted and redo my whole fucking website to put a late enrollment in when enrollment's already closed. So we're here to make these things work for us. Even if other people say, oh, this is so wrong, this is not right, it might be wrong for them, but it is right for you. So what I would recommend to Kim and Courtney is it's okay to just give each other space. It's okay for family members not to get along. Like it's really, you know, Robin Williams says that friends are God's way of apologizing for your family. Like your family is here to teach you about acceptance. You cannot heal your family. You cannot change your family. They're here to actually kind of drive you crazy and teach you that, teach you that the things we love we need to leave alone. I'm gonna read you guys this, uh, this poem called Woman with Flower because we talked about this codependency a lot in here, but I want you guys to know that when I, what was that? It wasn't Portia Nelson. Um, let me see if I can find it on here. I wouldn't, ah, there we go. It's Naomi, Naomi Long Magic. But the first time that I read this poem, I thought that there was something wrong with it. I was like, that can't be right. And let me just type it in here. I was like, that can't be right. Like there has to be something wrong with this poem. And I literally made it the background on my phone until I understood it because it is that important to understand. So this is how this poem goes. I wouldn't coax the plant if I were you. Such watchful nurturing 
may do it harm. Let the soil rest from so much digging and wait until it's dry before you water it. The leaf's inclined to find its own direction. Give it a chance to seek the sunlight for itself. Much growth is stunted by too careful prodding, too eager tenderness. The things we love, we have to learn to leave alone. And I'm gonna repeat that last line and I'm gonna touch your hand when I say this. The things we love, we have to learn to leave alone. It took me maybe six months to accept that that was true. But when I did, I put down the narcissist that I was certain I was in love with. I realized that I was not in love with him at all and no amounts of, of me being like, just give me a chance to change you. Let me morph into somebody that you love was doing anything good for me or him. And that if I loved him, I would want him to be free, not force him to be with somebody that he had been rejecting since day two because you know the narcissist always makes the first move and then it's instant rejection. But we talk about that more on, on my YouTube channel. So normalize family members not getting along. And if you feel like you're the person that has to be the glue that holds the whole family together, I would advise you to look into when you decided that it had to be that way. Just because your parents were getting divorced or not getting along doesn't mean that you have to be the glue that holds everyone together. And maybe the things we love, we have to learn to leave alone. I used to be Miss Perfect too, reminding everyone of everyone's birthday, making sure people went to the dentist, making sure people have money in their checking account and all of this shit. And you know what they thought of it the whole time? Here comes Miss Perfect again, trying to rattle my cage to get me to do things I don't want to do and make me feel bad about not doing the things that I don't want to do. Maybe I don't want to call this sibling. Maybe they don't want to be called. Maybe we all just want to be left the fuck alone. That's okay. That's okay, but what could I accomplish if I wasn't trying to solve everybody else's, fam everybody else's problems because it makes me feel like I don't have any problems? I got fucking problems. I got fucking problems. I will not indulge this idea that I have so much time on my hands because I'm so fucking perfect that I can spend my whole life trying to solve other people's problems. I got fucking problems. And it takes a lot more courage to face yourself in the mirror and admit that you have problems than it does to try and be the fixer in every relationship. So we've got some food for thought here. We got some food for thought here. I want to thank you all for being here on this episode of The Intuitor. You guys know that I love this podcast. I wish I could give you a straight up schedule for when I will be here and talking about what. But you know scandal doesn't sleep, baby. But the second that shit comes up, I'm telling you, this is where I want to be. So what's the hot goss for you? What fucking celebrity situation are you obsessed with? I don't follow the Vanderpump. I don't follow. And like I said, I'm painfully slow to trends. The other name for this was going to be cold tea because it's cold by the time I'm talking about it. That's for fucking sure. But it's the celebrities that I care about. So, you know, give me the Ryan Gosling, Ava Mendez. I'm always going to be curious about that. Give me the Kardashians. I'm always going to be curious about that. But what's the hot goss for you? Either tell me at the end of this podcast, which you can get on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else. There's so many episodes on there. Um, or send me a message at magic at mommyonami.com. If you've got the taste for fuckless, you can either go buy the book, but the book is not the workshop. But if you want to reach out to me, we're real humans on the other line of magic at mommyonami.com. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys again. So love you all so much. Thank you for being here. This should be up on all streaming platforms very soon. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.